All right, guys, welcome back to another podcast. Uh, today, we're going to talk about accountability and how that plays into the tier three of our growth plan. Um, we have another special guest with us today, so here, stay tuned. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we're back again, like I said in the intro, we're going to talk about um, kind of like the different ways uh, that accountability all plays into tier three, because um, again, this part of our education system. But today, uh, to welcome Annie Falkowski. Thanks. Welcome. Yes. We've said a lot of good things about Annie yes. in the last <laughs> I know. 100 hours or however long we've been doing this. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. We, I think we repeatedly say all the time about how we don't have an office manager. <laughs> yes. It just, it's just doesn't exist. Um, and I think talking about the role of sort of senior accountability officer, which personally, I love the title. I wish I could have it. I <laughs> just need that title. And we're all glad you don't have it. No, I'm that terrible at it. It'd be, it'd be trash. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I think, um, uh, we, we wear the shoes very well. Um, you. you know, but right now we are right in the beginning of our, um, basically looking at the uh, diagram we have for tier three, um, we're into our fall verbals, um, mm-hmm. which now you're starting to schedule out. Yeah, yeah. So we kick those off um, starting this week. It's typically about a two to three week process to kind of get everyone in and through, you know, their reviews um, with being the fall verbal reviews. There still is a written component to it, um, but a lot of it is just establishing um, accountability as far as where they have come from their written reviews in the spring. So it's kind of a touch point to be like, okay, here's kind of the plan we had set forward for you. Now, where are we sitting at six months later? Mm-hmm. Did we achieve those goals? Yes or no? If the answer is no, okay, what more steps do we need to put in place so that we can get those by the next review time? Yeah. Yeah. And this was, I think, it was, maybe it was last week or whatever. <coughs> we had talked about how this was like really among all the things that we had starting out several years ago. It was like the first. It was mm-hmm. like before there was even education system, before there was really any skills rubrics or mm-hmm. any of that kind yeah. of stuff. It's like this was really the basis. Um, and I think back then it seemed like that was all we needed, you know, yeah. at the time. And I think because the infrastructure, you know, I mean, again, look at the state of the affairs of the profession. It's almost exclusively peer reviews. You know, that's the standard that we have to judge one another, quote unquote judge. Um, but for us to say, oh, well, we're just going to kind of change that system up a little bit and make that system a little bit better. It's like, oh, Clearly, that's not enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, hence, hence our four-tier program. Um, and I think uh, one of the things I was talking with uh, one of the doctors about today was kind of like when you <coughs> look at this in the moment accountability um, to spread it out over saying, well, between our long-term goals, which is our interest list, to come into tier three growth plan, which is still kind of this twice a year type m- metric for accountability, to then now coning it down into our skills rubric which talks more about individual skill sets for your job um and of course the 515s uh, which kind of mirror that for administrative employees um to then in the moment accountability um and i think you know again i I think what a lot of people are challenged with in some regard is that they wait for these reviews to tell them what to do Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah that comes up often enough where it's like well what's my next step and it's like okay well we've identified areas for growth but the other part of it is, where else do you want to grow? Yeah. So, like, there's within the skills rubric, yes, we've identified some things. But then looking out at the interest list, what else do you want to do? Yeah. And even I think the uh, getting down into all those little pieces to that, like, individual in the moment 
assessment. I mean, that's all self-reflection. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, how did I do today? How did I do with that case? You know, yeah. how did I do culturally? How did I do with my other t- team members? You know, and I think that's where when we find some of those really accountable employees, I think mm-hmm. I've, I've liked to see that come through more where they're just like, I don't think I'm doing this part well. You know, it's not like they're waiting until October to say, I don't think I did this well right. six months ago. <laughs> you know, But I don't remember what yeah. I didn't do well. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That is a skill set. That is limited, yes. to say the least. Yeah. To, to ha- like have that thought in the moment, right? Yeah. Of, of of self reflection, and um, having a sit. That, that's the old, that was the whole idea years ago behind this thing is setting your 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 scheduled points so that you can continue to fill in the middle between the scheduled points. Yeah. Not because again, like we've said, I don't how, how more times than I can probably count. The, nothing new really is covered in a performance review. Should it, it it shouldn't yeah. be unless it's really again like considering time frame it's potential but it's not by design yeah. <clears throat> and the 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 idea behind that then turns into that continuous in the moment accountability or just uh, oh you know more consistent touch points because then you avoid your surprises yeah um, but the continuous accountability is where the skill set comes into play and you're you're actually not hoping people get the, or have the skill set you're teaching them to actually um how to how to obtain it um because it's yeah it's thin to to have that self-reflection as a general rule if you if you hire somebody expecting them to have that prepare to be disappointed yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah we had um actually we were just going through a um kind of conversation on a um performance review that you had done here within the last week about how like when we have people who do individual self-assessments and their self-assessment is so very high and then like we collectively come on to you know kind of a growth plan where we've identified more opportunities for growth and that doesn't match between those two employees part of it like you said in teaching the skill set part of it is like actually just teaching the process yeah where it's like you know this isn't one of these like you know sort of like government standardized raised processes where it's like i'm gonna say i'm doing really good because then i can negotiate a higher wage it's like no we're actually legitimately just trying to find opportunity to make you better you know like the raise thing is the raise thing but i mean really the the bigger part is to sort of gain that fulfillment from skill set um but i mean you obviously you've done far more growth plans than anyone here at the table (laughs) (laughs) you know but i guess you know between kind of our three points the role effectiveness the core value and then the new one we kind of added was time allocation and usage um but i mean do you have in that disparity sort of between sort of people's individual assessments and then sort of their um, our assessments of them is there a common point where you see like there's often i'm always going to have a disparity between these points or is it kind of individual specific uh, usually it's individual specific because we do have employees that kind of fall in all markers of accountability. And the, again, the idea is just to get everyone into the full realm of accountability. And we have enough tools laid out that they, you know, fall within there. Yeah. Um, but like Sarai is a fantastic example. So by far her performance reviews are the most refreshing to go through because yes. she has a little notebook yes. that she jots down <laughs> yeah. at the end of every week and she yes. recaps it at the end of every month. Yeah, and I it's like, that. I wasn't doing so well on this one specific task. I'm yeah. going to focus on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's one of the things that has pushed her further in her role um, to Absolutely. being now a very effective CBT because yeah, yeah. she pushed herself through those sticky points. Yeah, it's a in the moment. And actually, <laughs> she is, I think, one of our 
um, more recent examples and we kind of talk about the performance and potential um, grid that we kind of talked about last week, um, I think very rapidly through that individual day-to-day, moment-to-moment self-assessment process, I think mm-hmm. she's jumped up to a star player. Yeah. I mean, I think her performance and her potential has remained high. I mm-hmm. mean, and again, it's, it doesn't mean that it, it's not a rubber band, you know, where it's like sometimes good, sometimes bad. Because um, at any one time, there's the core value component and the role effectiveness. And when you have add-on roles, I mean, there's plenty mm-hmm. of opportunity to fail and succeed. But um, no, I agree. I, I think that's wonderful to have that level of like self-reflection constantly. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. Yep. And talk about an absolute asset to have like at her disposal too, right? Because then yeah. you have a moment where it's like, oh, three months ago you made this mistake yeah. that we just found. Well, I'm glad it was actually you that made the mistake because now I can you can put it in your book and I know that you're not going to yes. make it again, right? right. Like yeah. if it was somebody else that you you have a struggle with in terms of accountability or like performance reviews tend to be more of a nuisance because they don't really have much in terms of a growth plan or something like that. If you identify a significant error, it's like, damn it, I don't want to deal with this. But you give it to somebody who's like ready, willing, and able to actually handle it. It's like that. You refreshing is a, a very, uh, very good adjective to use in that because yeah. it's it's actually nice to see somebody that wants to get better. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Ben talks about the war of attrition, you know, a lot. <laughs> you know, and I, I think one daily. of the <laughs> daily. Um, you know, I think one of the um, things that I think can be very scary to veterinary owners, to uh, managers, to you know. Uh, administration, whatever it happens to be, is that loss of employee. And I think um, loss is both ways, right? So they you offboard them or they offboard themselves either way. Um, I guess I would speak to that, at least in some capacity from your perspective, like, is there still, pardon me, still ongoing fear in the loss of unaccountable employees? Um, not so much from my perspective. I think we've done this enough times. Yeah. Um, that it's like, if we're going to have an employee that's unaccountable, yeah, we're just not the place for them. Yeah. And that's okay. There's other places that they can go. But if you're going to be accountable, we're the place for you. Because yeah. we can provide you the most advantages to move forward in your career. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I, 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 I'm glad you put it that way because it still comes back to what they want to do with their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, you're not fitting into this like bubble of a policy or procedure where it's like, you have to be what we say in our book is it's actually latitude to maintain that individuality. Right. Um, but, um, uh, but yeah, I think, you know, and along those lines, when we do have a loss, I think one, one fear that we always come back to as an as an industry is if we lose that employee what does that do to the rest of the team because then we have a hole in these hours or or days or the schedule um and what we have found is you know most of the time either we have administration step in so annie will pick up a a large amount of the hours until they can get filled but we've had instances where you know, we've asked our remaining team members, hey, can we pick up one more shift a month or whatever it may be? And they're willing to step up. And then once that person who was not being accountable is gone, there's almost a sigh of relief. Oh, absolutely. Even though everyone has to work a little bit more, there's a sigh of relief and they are more comfortable in the clinic, more yeah. comfortable with what we're, yeah. we're doing um, because that 
like person's said, gone. That, that yeah. person's gone. And that's, I think, between what Ben and I talk about, between the two biggest problems in our profession is inefficient process and unnecessary conflict. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so it's you're losing unnecessary conflict, which as a result may make a less efficient process because you don't have someone there to fill the void. However, the, the inefficiency isn't... Um, maintained you know for long periods of time you're going to find someone to fill that slot you're getting rid of the unnecessary conflict component and i think that was Mm -hmm. one of the examples we had from a few weeks ago it's like we had one unaccountable employee who we now having listened to episode 17 is it's um was really kind of in that iceberg category the low potential low performance who was then affecting other people and when she was gone we had two people rise up you know at least start to perform better you know in that capacity Mm -hmm. It, it, that's not an uncommon thing, though, either. Uh, I mean, really, it's it's the um, it, it may be more hours, but they're easier hours. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> sure. Like, I might have to be yeah. here 50 hours instead of 40 hours, yeah. but I'm also not going to be stressed for 30 of the 40 yeah. or, or really any at all because yeah. I'm not only having to do my job, but I'm also having to yeah. communicate how someone's not doing their job well and then clean up their mess anyways yeah. and, like, like – the um, yeah. the additional work it becomes such a nuisance yeah. that it's right. actually way mm-hmm. more stressful. Yeah, that's and then for us, in, rather than maintaining uh, poor performance employees and creating other roles around them to try to uplift yeah. the bottom, yeah. it's like you just raise the bar, yeah. you let the bottom fall off, yeah. and then your stars can can rise up. Yeah. Um, it, it 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 depends on the industry because that's typically, and this is why. Politically, I stand where I stand. Is that tends to happen in government work? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they just they try to raise yeah. the basement up, you know, yeah. mechanically. I know there's reasons why, but yeah. that's what drives me nuts. Yeah. But we don't do that at all. It's no. it's understand where the bar is, which starts day one. Yeah. It starts at interview of like yeah. this is our standard. Um, yeah. And I think we've written it into process now because, I, you know, I think of the veterinarians that we've lost over the years, um, which were good losses. I don't think we've ever had bad loss, but the good losses, you know, there was one that this was before we had even the knowledge of the potential performance chart. It was before we kind of had performance reviews. It was actually right about when we had bought the clinic. Um, but there was a veterinarian who was working with us at that time. And I had made the comment um, to this individual off the cuff but it was completely justified for being new owners, but also in the workplaces I had said, I was like, um, I need to make a decision between which is worse, me working longer hours and working harder or having to deal with the shit that you bring to the clinic, you know? And it was like, an individual was like, that is, that is literally the most cold hearted thing anyone has ever said to me ever. And I was like, but it's true. Right. You know, I mean, and when, it, when we say shit, it's not, it's not a matter of being ineffective in role, right? Because, I mean, ineffective in role, we can teach if you're willing to learn. Mm-hmm. We can actually, to some capacity, teach core values and core value mm-hmm. alignment. But when there is an absolute heel just stuck into the ground and saying, I'm not going to change any of my core values. I'm only going to be serving myself and the entire team is going to suffer as a result. That's the balance. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to have to work harder or drop the bar. Yeah. You know, right. At the end of it. <laughs> And there ain't no time to drop the bar. No, 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 no. No, And that was actually that came up at lunch today, too, where um, the war of attrition, right? So our process, these stop points, because again, again, um, you can kind of talk to this as well, but tier one, two, three, four, um, coming through tier one, it's a stop point. Mm -hmm. You know, coming into tier three, it's a stop point. Well, 
I'm sorry, I'm sorry, tier two, sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm at a tier two. That's three months. So yeah. if we have a four to midnight shift, and that's happening three days a week for an employee or four days a week for an employee, just as an yep. example, right. that means if you have employees consistently make it to the three-month mark and off-board, you can go through four in a year. So you have four opportunities within a year to find the right fit for that role. Mm -hmm. That is not what happens in our profession <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, you know, you become what? You become the revolving door practice, mm -hmm. you know? Right. But I think the revolving door practice in most settings is a failure of administrative infrastructure. So most of the revolving door you don't want is a revolving door on accountable employees. You want to burn through as many unaccountable employees as possible. Right. I yeah. was gonna, any any time that a, a business has been referred to as a revolving door, in my experience, is not because the the bad ones are leaving. Correct. It's because yes. the crap one or the good ones leave. Yes. Because right. if you yeah. main if you yeah. leave. If you keep the crap in, the good go find places where they're appreciated, essentially. Yes. And that's yeah. when it's like, well, nope, I don't want to be here. Yeah. This is just Which a is shit show. Right. <laughs> Which is I'm out. the statistical minority in our profession. You know, I mean, that, that's the unfortunate part. And that's why we are where we are. But, um, yeah, that's, I think, when I, I have a fear of the growth plan process, not because I don't believe in it, but I always, in my mind, it's that knee jerk, like industrial type, you know, reaction where I'm just like, oh, we're going to lose good people. And it's like, but you don't like right. the process supports those people. Mm -hmm. It's actually helped because we've been doing this now for a few years now. Um, and what we found is that our accountable employees are helping pull up the younger or newer employees into understanding that a performance review is an opportunity for growth and that it's not this you know reprimand system sure. and it's like no this is just for you to get better and so it's really starting to cultivate the culture like from day one with these where it's sure. like oh this is someone who's worked here for five years yeah. and if they like it and enjoy it that means that yep. it's got to be a good thing yeah right. and so we just ran um actually i don't know if you can see it on camera or not but we actually um still have stuff up from one of our more recent after action re uh, reviews that we had done um and actually to that end um one of our one of our employees uh yeah there you go uh, one of our employees um, you know, one is, is kind of conflict adverse. Uh, so that makes it difficult to sort of establish in the moment accountability. Um, but the other side is we had uh, noted that there's sort of an ego marker on the tricore that is going to make some aspects more difficult to teach. Cause, mm -hmm. uh, and if you can uh, do a better job of describing the ego marker to me right now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, implementation becomes difficult, uh, with that marker in my experience. So, uh, it, if you listen to the um, uh, the one where we, the tricore review and how 15. we kind of talk through all of the different parts, uh, this is one that I've had a I personally have had just struggles with in just uh, trying to figure out how the mindset works there. But the result that I've seen at the very least is that implementation of new ideas, regardless of how effective they likely are, just tends to be either very slow or absent. So when you, like when you pair that with um, conflict aversion, not only do you have fewer difficult conversations when you have them picking up the actual results tends to be more difficult. So it can be a difficult thing to have. Gotcha. It, um, you have less, and when you have them, they are less effective. Right. Yeah. Right. 
So one of my, and again, we've had conversations about how we don't know how to crack that nut, you know, and saying, how do we kind of have someone become more comfortable with conflict, but then also recognizing that when the difficult conversations occur, it's actually for the intent of improvement or fulfillment. Um, and I, I guess, uh, or for improvement, yeah. For me, I guess, it, just in my brain as kind of a testing going through it, I was like, you know, honestly, if we establish purpose and we establish fulfillment with the cause, I think, and we double down on that, I think we're going to start to be able to turn some of those people who maybe aren't necessarily, you know, the, the conflict part is going to be tough. If you don't like conflict, you don't like conflict, but at least be receptive to those things that come to you. Mm -hmm. um, this individual had actually, uh, up to that point, had not, um, but actually had read through um, section 1.2, which is, of course, um, the culture and core value section, and was like, whoa, like I didn't understand it up to this point. I didn't understand that this whole process, like Annie said a moment ago, is a system to find opportunity for growth. I think that was one of the big things. And I think our after action review went relatively well. Yeah, yeah, long-winded, but it was <laughs> a, a big one. Yeah. Uh, but we definitely got to the bottom of it. And yeah. by the end of it, everyone kind of owned their part of the issue. Mm -hmm. And we were able to set forward some plans to move forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, how many did we? Seven. <sighs> we had seven different touch points of a single case. And we had nine people in the room. Yeah, and how, I'm trying to think how many... Uh, to do items yes uh, it was at least 25 yeah at least say, yeah it was a lot yeah it was at least yeah and actually before that after action um we had a couple employees actually approaching us as well about some of the things that some of the high points that actually came out mm -hmm. um in uh, the after action review and i think that's why it was so effective is individually on the small scale um, either going to annie or myself uh saying you know uh you know this particular individual um you know maybe isn't uh hitting uh, informed consent as well as we would like or what we had hoped or when uh, you know as a, uh, a medical support staff we go in to go over an estimate with a caregiver they don't really know why any of the stuff is on there so mm -hmm. while it's on there maybe we didn't have so I think leading up to that point we have, we're getting these little itty bitty things like oh on this case and oh on that case and then it was like all right here's a perfect opportunity on this after action review to say like you said we had nine people in the room to hit 25 items at the end of it mm -hmm. and it took us three and a half hours it was a long yep. one <laughs> <laughs> we started at what seven i think we were out of here by like 10 30 yeah. you know i mean it was late i think it was home by 11 yeah, it might have been yeah. a little later than that it was a long one either long way one. though it regardless of how long it took it was ultimately effective yes. because the goal was to get to yes. the point of solution and not fall down yeah into one two three or four yeah and yeah, i on the really i cannot think of a point in that entire conversation that we fell into anything especially in terms of blaming or excuses no no i think we set that standard pretty well right in the yeah, beginning right at the beginning yeah <laughs> Here, we all know that this happened. Yeah, yeah and actually, <laughs> depending on the wide angle, I mean, up on the yeah. wall, we had, you know, just literally section 1.2. I mean, yeah. it's not yep. just stuff we use in a podcast. Like, we actually do use it in our, uh, you know, process. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and um, uh, but again, I, I yeah, I, I think I think it went relatively well. It, in, in terms of, you know, how do we use that within the mechanical part of tier three, right? Sure. So now we know that we had exposure to seven individuals involved in the case, two facilitators being the nine, but those seven people, like now that's just something like number one, like the proximity is really nice. Did you get your to-dos done? Right. right, like you right. just have that. Be it was a like part ten days, didn't you? Yeah. It was like, yep. <laughs> it was like you have ten days. I'm like, I can't get shit done in ten days. <laughs> you can if you have to. Yeah, I can if I have to. Yeah, this medical record overhaul thing's kind of killing me. But anyway, yeah, moving on, moving on. <laughs> but it, but it does serve a nice thing because it's not a surprise. 
Yes. It's a it's a very actionable item that's pretty yes. direct because sometimes our growth plans do get a you know when you have a six month goal it's yeah. like oh, I don't know what to do today yeah um yeah. but that that it serves as a great piece um to amplify the actual yeah. verbal review process too mm-hmm. yeah no I agree yeah <laughs> so yeah yeah. No, I um, get it. Yeah. But again, I think it comes back to the Carlo Riolo listening was your to do. That was. That was actually the only <laughs> I think that was my only to do in the whole list. Just putting was that just out to there. make sure that I'm listening. That applies know. right now as yeah, well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, again, I no, I think you're exactly I'm right. I'm learning so much right now. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> nice. Um, but no, again, I think coming back, you know, of course, the, the intent of being here, at least from accountability to a tier three standpoint, um, no, I think you're exactly right. I think having these opportunities for established in the moment accountability, yeah. again, it's, it's the day to day to then have these like six month reviews, you know, and I, it, it's the opposite of how it's usually run, you mm-hmm. know, is there really isn't much day to day. It's just, you know, will you sign this paper? half a year ago or a year ago if they're only doing once a year reviews and it's like how'd you do in the last year and it's like i don't know i just been pulling hours right yeah. i quit thinking about it two weeks after the review and i right. haven't thought about it since right. then right right yeah. um but uh but yeah so you know and i guess the, that's the other part of it too is there's a consistent follow-up on your end right. like to make sure that these items are being followed up on by the individuals throughout the course of the six months between reviews as well. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. just, hey, go do this, figure it out. Yeah. No, like some people cannot handle a six-month goal. Yeah. Like sometimes they need the assist, like especially if they're younger, like to s- the idea of drilling down a six-month goal into two-week to-dos, I mean, that was really hard for us yeah. to implement, right. let yeah. alone somebody that's like, I'm just trying to, become a technician and I don't even know what that means. Right. Right. Well, and I think one of the things that the employees learn going through this process over and over and over again is how to make that actionable goal. Mm -hmm. Right. So if we have a goal, whatever the six month goal is, one, the oftentimes the goal in and of itself is some sort of action. And then there are also smaller actions that need to happen to get to the goal mm-hmm. versus I want to learn more about cardiology. That's my, that's my goal over the next year to learn right. more about cardiology. Well, fantastic. And again, two weeks before the next review, it's like, oh, I didn't learn anything about cardiology. <laughs> maybe maybe I'll go like do some CE real quick right. online and then, oh yeah, I, I did this and this and this. Good job. <laughs> tell, right, me, yeah, right. tell me as much as you know about the P wave. And the West. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So the first blip, I think. Like I said... <laughs> I have no idea what a P wave is. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's, it's <laughs> I, could, I could make a definition, but it's not going to be yeah, appropriate. No, no. <laughs> it's it's twofold in, in having having the conversation, having Annie follow up on the conversation, but then mm-hmm. teaching employees yeah. how to set, set goals and make them happen. Yeah. And th- that is like the basis of why like the office manager position doesn't make any sense in doing performance reviews or even peer reviews Mm -hmm. is it's like you know to say annie's world in accountability is essentially sections one one and one two i mean that's a huge part of the job Mm -hmm. um you know to say that yeah like you said the follow-up like you have to have someone dedicated to that it's just Mm -hmm. i mean and we run very long hours and i mean you know we lose on accountable employees we have to work more and this gets pushed back and um you know i think that's the other thing where 
when we talk about, um, I actually had someone ask me um, after last week's podcast or whatever about um, like, where are we on the performance potential, you know, uh, grid? Are we constantly star players? Like, are we just high performance, high potential? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not at all. Like probably <laughs> problem children most of the time. <laughs> like, like, I don't even think if Speak any of us for really yourself, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Have we hit? Has any of us hit? Back, have, we, have we hit backbones yet? I don't know if we have. Uh, it doesn't matter. But the, the thing is, is that you, we constantly move between between backbone to star player to problem child. You know, I mean, even even in that respect. So I think giving that latitude within the growth plan system, uh, it also shows um, acceptance. You know, it's like we're, uh, I don't know if we're behind on when uh, uh, performance reviews usually go, but I mean, we had material we were finishing even as of this weekend, mm -hmm. you know, right. to make sure we do it right. You know, it may not be on schedule, but when we do it, we're going to be doing it right. We're going to hit the end of our deadline. Right. It's the end of November. <laughs> yeah. and yeah. a, big, a big part um, that ties in our performance reviews with, um, you guys talked a lot about the after action report, and we just kind of talked about that as well, minimizing the like interpersonal conflict that happens when we don't address mm -hmm. issues within mm -hmm. the clinic. Um, and most of the time that is what a, a peer review turned into all of the interpersonal conflicts that have just been bottled up for the last year, just get vomited onto a piece of paper and then regurgitated to the person. Right. Yep. Um, which isn't helpful at all. And it's never anonymous. No. It's always no. so like situationally specific where it's like, well, we, yeah, you know, I just have this and we got some feedback from other employees. It's like, that bitch said what? <laughs> you know, like every time. You know, it's like, well, I guess her review's coming up in three weeks. I'm going to kill that one, you know. And, you know, but I guess even to that end, um, I mean, Annie, what's your take on sort of our overall interpersonal conflict? Like from when you first started to now way down yeah so much of a more relaxed environment because we've kind of reset that you're here for the patient yeah. and so we've taken it off of you know winning it for yourself and returning it back like yep it, we're all here for the same reason yeah. and just keep bringing it back around to that circle and now everyone's you know getting that aspect and yeah. understanding like the drama just makes it harder. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Unnecessary conflict. <laughs> right. And inefficient process. You know, they all go hand in hand. Um, but it's, you know, I, the other thing, too, is um, I think when we end up getting new employees on, it's a new mm -hmm. opportunity to instill that core value or to instill that. It, they may not take on to it, right. um, but it's at least another opportunity to support it. Um, and I think that's where we had talked about in podcast prior, like, um, you know, those employees we have who are accountable and um, are seasoned. I mean, they've been there a while, um, you know, not necessarily from a 10 year standpoint, but they've just been around. Um they rely upon us to hold true to this process on anyone who comes into the organization as essentially the buffer, mm -hmm. you know, yep. and that's where I, th like you said, it's, it's, um, we're pr probably having less and less and less, um, opportunity for conflict simply because we have those stop points. Right. We have plenty of opportunity. That opportunity just doesn't realize itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yep. sure. Because we're able to have professional conversations about, the you know what disagreements on what was done, how it was done, sure. when it was done, yeah. like th that's what our disagreements are about. We yeah. never get to you're a bad person because you didn't do this. Right. Correct. Yeah. We never disagree on why something was done. For the most part, like 
if that is the issue, then it's much bigger than the one to do that was missed. Yeah. Um, but it typically it's between the the what, the when, and the in the how. Like that's really it. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know, toot our own horn, I guess. We're not right. immune to shitty conflict either. It does happen. Yeah. No. But as a, yeah, it's not the standard. No. By no. any means. Yeah. And I think it's, and I think even if you end up having that, it's just really kind of a loss of in the moment accountability. Yeah. It's not that we aren't, we don't have the opportunity to regain it at a later time. It just mm-hmm. means we lost it then. I think the, um, and that's that's just, you know, essentially coming back. Well, and the reason we can have in the moment accountability is typically we don't disagree on why something was done the way it was done, like serve the patient. Right. Like we can always go back to that, and yeah. when you have that shared purpose, and you know, we talked about it couple months ago it's like you know if we, as long as we have this like i can have a more difficult conversation with you as a general rule because we're not gonna automatically jump to i'm an asshole and, and you yeah. suck at your job right, right. it's just gonna be no this we're just i just want to figure out how we can do this better next yeah. time That's well it. and that was even looking at this last after action report i mean that was our intention you yeah. know i mean what was our intention it's like oh serve the patient educate the caregiver and i think there was fulfill triage up there mm-hmm. that was like the only one we added in and it was like we were all just sitting here looking at each other like what other intentions did we have and it was like okay moving on <laughs> you know it was like right <laughs> that's it you know mm-hmm. and i mean whether it's because we just say it all the time so people just have that ingrained in their head but it's a good thing to have ingrained in your head they're just mm-hmm. it, it, it drives most of the decision making process well and that like typically when you say like like somebody that's conflict averse they're typically averse to interpersonal conflict yeah. they typically don't want someone to look at them and say I don't like you <laughs> like they don't want like somebody to though. say I think you're a bad person it's like well that's different than saying, well, the way that you handled this specific set of variables, I disagree with what you did or how you did it. Like, you, that's easy to make to-dos off of because it's very tangible versus the, well, we're just going to agree to disagree because we just don't like each other anymore. Right. Right. <laughs> so, I guess one thing I'm kind of curious, I'm curious about a lot of things, but I guess one of the things I'm kind of curious on, because I mean, Annie, obviously in running performance reviews for many years now, but like, you know, <coughs> I think about, in my mind, in running through a performance review and someone just getting completely blindsided, right? So mm-hmm. just having no clue, no idea, <laughs> like uh, that their performance is as low as it is. Again, and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but it seems like that was more common earlier, yeah. where, you know, rather uh-huh. than how it is now. Um, and I guess, how, how do you think we solved that problem? And it's, it doesn't have to be, you know. Right, right. Yeah, I think because in the beginning, everyone was so rooted in what was done in the past because previously it was peer reviews. Sure. And so for the first part, the first few that we ran, it was resetting the mindset. Once we go into a review, it's like, I have this list of other things that I want to talk to you about. We're actually not going to talk about this today. I We're forgot there was like a whole about other, because then they started doing peer reviews on other employees, yeah. right? Yep. <laughs> I forgot. Yep. yep. So it was kind of a shock. It's like, we're actually, you know, thank you, but we're not going to look at this list. I'm just going to talk about you today. Yes. Like, we're just going to focus on your performance. Uh, and so it was kind of shifting. That's like, right, right. Because it would moment. have been a negotiation on a peer review between yep. they hate me, I hate them. Right. So let me have my list of shit that I'm, I'm yep. mad about. Let oh. me get mine first so that you can feed this information <laughs> to the next person. It's like, not actually how this process works. Oh, <laughs> uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So that's out. So that's out. <laughs> I'm, um, ironically, I'm, really, I'm really happy I wasn't around for that. <laughs> I forgot See, about that. I almost forgot about it as well. But yeah. we recently had an employee who was unaccountable. It actually was her um, basic training checkpoint. So gotcha. she got through uh, tier one. Okay, she yeah. got through tier two. We were yeah. doing her written review and we're kind of going through it. And at the end, she's like, well, I have some other things I want to talk to you about. And at that point, I thought it was like just oh, normal employment stuff. stuff. I was like, right. yeah, sure. What do you yeah. got? It turned into a peer review of everyone else. Uh, and so I was like, yeah, I was like, I-, I can't do anything about this now. This was three months ago. That person's no longer here. Right. I definitely <laughs> could have helped you three months ago. Right. Um, and it just, you know, the performance review went like fine. And then it went, you know, into a peer review. And it's like, oh, no, nope, uh, we're not actually, you know, uh, nope. <laughs> yeah. And then huh. it probably turned itself around onto, like, if you say, like, you could have done something about this three months ago, mm-hmm. like, the mindset immediately went to what did you have control over? Like, you just shifted it right back on them yeah. mm-hmm. and just said, you know what? We're going to move past that because... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, was, you were assigning accountability. Yeah. Yep. You were basically not allowing them to be a victim <laughs> to that process. It's exactly. like, you have tools. I'm here to either coach or challenge, but you're yep. going to have to like, be the creator on right. this one. You you mm-hmm. did section 1.2, like, top to bottom in, like, three sentences, probably. Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Right, right. Yep. Just, no, this is back on yeah. you. You could have said something, <laughs> that whole that whole thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's true. So, yeah, I guess, and then making that shift, so kind of cutting out a peer review process forced, you know, uh, getting that out of the uh, performance review, um, I guess then from a blindsided standpoint on their individual reviews, that's one thing that helped. Is there Was there other variables and clarity that you feel like people weren't getting so broadsided by the reviews? Because, again, it seems like I there's less conflict in reviews right. now. It seems. I think the thing that catches employees off guard is the amount of detail we're able to put into their reviews uh, that they didn't know that we knew about. It's like, ah. yes, we didn't know that. <laughs> you know, we, you do, know that? we do get that a lot. <laughs> we get that a lot. There, there was one uh, in the clinic the other day. Uh, you had to refund some blood work or whatever. Yeah. And I had called into the clinic to talk to the veterinarian <laughs> about that. And it was like 14 minutes later. <laughs> and she was like, how fast do you guys know stuff? <laughs> I'm like, Unified leadership team. Like, that's that is how that works. You know, right. we're all on the same page collectively. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, yep. that's true. I think people, because we're not always in the clinic all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, on shift with all these people all the time, but that's the whole thing with the four core development team to, mm-hmm. you know, having reliable employees and accountable employees that you, we, we, we hear about it. Yep. You know, that's yep. such a significant difference between peer reviews and that process, though, because... Like if if you're listening to this as a third party and you you weren't you you're not in the middle of this process like we're getting that information from other people right yes we're right. getting that quick information from their peers yes. as a review of yes. their performance right based on accountability <laughs> right right yeah but it's it, it the re, the reason that it works the way that it it does like I just did it this morning for you for a couple of our other staff members yep. it was like. Yep. I'm not handling this. Like I, you know, the growth plan and the performance review process is all Annie's thing. This is just what I'm seeing to help these people move forward. Yes. Like it's just about progress. It's yes. not about shitting on people. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, yeah. and I think one of the big, you know, uh, going back to Carlos' question about how did we sh- kind of shift that mindset is if we look at our accountability ladder, mm-hmm. and when we took that 
review process and eliminated the um, the basically the peer review part of it, and then that person's ability to say, well, okay, my my performance may have been bad, but it's because this, this, and this, and this. Mm-hmm. We automatically took them up a rung in the accountability <laughs> ladder just mm-hmm. by like, nope, you can't blame other people. Okay, what's next? And yep. so just that process alone, uh, like I said, starts us climbing up the accountability ladder into more accountable employees. Right. And I have that accountability, like that is out on the table when I do a review. So that yeah, as if I'm going two. through this and yeah. then someone's like, oh, nope, nope, blame, nope. There you go. We're here. Yeah. Hold up. We need to be up here. Let's yeah. <laughs> we yeah. all are in reality with this situation. Yeah. Right. That's why these pens are so nice because they're uh, really yes. loud. Yes. So <laughs> if you hit number five or you hit yeah. number three, you get the point across. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not because of how they write. Yeah. It's because of how they sound. Yeah. If you do that as part of your performance review process where you just have the same uh, accountability ladder, <laughs> you, can see where most of, yeah, <laughs> you can see where most of your employees hit. And be like, see how the number f- like six is all wore away, you know? Like, we had a lot of own it. Yeah, right. It's like my parents' backgammon board. There's like nothing left, you know. It's like yeah, they play so much with the damn checkers. It's just, it doesn't matter. Wow. So obscure. Uh, but anyway, yeah, just keep hitting the same thing. Like, you know. Anyway, employees who made me touch here are no longer here. You know, so, uh, but but again, that's right. That's right. Like I, you know, I think f- the takeaway, at least for me, from a lot of this, is that I, I'm starting to become less afraid of the war of attrition. You know, is it's like I really have been afraid of losing unaccountable employees. But the, the funny thing was, and that when we kind of talk about the one employee where um, she was an iceberg and she was affecting the two other employees, she left and those two went up. Mm-hmm. I still got to come back to it. Um, I, I, I love the mindset of taking our core values and turning the purpose into serving yourself. Yes. You know, like that's mm-hmm. where like you'll get and uh, uh, it's, it's kind of what we talked about before about um, firing the hard worker. Mm-hmm. You know, is that that is, I guess, another big part of this is, um, I mean, to speak to the conflict that you would have to engage upon in a performance review with an unaccountable employee. Um, how does that usually go if it's like you're trying your hardest to take them out of the victim role, bring them into a creator, but also bring them up in the accountability ladder to say you're blaming and excuses, blaming excuses. I just need you to live in reality to take your part. Mm-hmm. How long would you say in taking an employee where it's clearly obvious that they're maintaining absolute unaccountability <laughs> and nothing but victimization of themselves. How long would you say from that moment, because it's a test to the fire fast, mm-hmm. um, is how long on average would you say from there to when they either offboard themselves or you offboard them? Like on average, if it's just they are hitting all negative markers on that. Yeah. It's, I mean, a couple of days to maybe a week, week and a half. Yeah. Because they, yeah. you yeah. start to just point things out, and, and they see them. They just yeah. are unaccountable to it. So, like, yeah. deep down, they know. And it's like, I don't know if I, you know, for them, it's like, one, I don't want to acknowledge that I was wrong and try to come back to the team. Or the other part is just the, you know, nope, I'm sticking hard to my yeah. answer, yeah. but this isn't the place for me. Yeah. The former, actually, I think is a, a interesting way that you put that, because that was actually with one of our doctors who had maintained unaccountability for a period of time. That was one of her big concerns when she was making that swing administratively when we were working with her on her uh, the clarity and in her individual, um, what do we call it, the accountability um, clarity document or something like that, um, was saying like she was starting to understand where she was becoming more 
uh, she was understanding how to become more accountable. She was understanding where she was unaccountable, but her concern was whether or not she was going to be able to come back to the team. Mm -hmm. So that's, I think, what we then say on the basis of our model is the forgiveness model. That was yeah. essentially what I had said to her was saying, it's going to be a bitch. It's going to be work. You know, it's not going to be easy. You've run the road of unaccountability for however number of months or whatever it turned out to be. And it's, you have affected your relationship with some of your, these other coworkers or employees. But the basis of all of this is forgiveness. You know, first, first of all, forgive yourself, right? So understand that you had unaccountability and that you're going to be able to forgive yourself and get over it. But more importantly, if you can make that jump into now living in reality and becoming a creator, the other accountable employees embrace you. Like that's the whole takeaway, you know, and saying, I want to come back to the team. The people who aren't going to accept you are people who are not beset in forgiveness. The people who aren't going to accept you are people who probably in themselves are also unaccountable or won't allow unaccountable behavior. And it's there, you know, I guess that should be the other way, but still, yes, I guess I guess, Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I said that one part backwards, but yes, yes, yes. Um, but again, um, I think coming back to it, it's kind of interesting that you had said that. Um, Cause I, I guess I wouldn't have in most circumstances considered people where you hold up the mirror and show them they're unaccountable, um, that there would be some ongoing innate fear and reintegration to the team, but the reality is they have to want to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, that process um, being one of the longer ones, because it wasn't two days to a week. No, it was, no, it was six to eight months. It yeah. was a long time, <laughs> yeah. but it was, yeah, yeah. it was for all parties involved, a s massive learning experience. Yes. How many tools were made out of that process? Exactly. And how many of those tools are available for yes. free use on the internet? Yes. To those that are listening to this. <laughs> yes. 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 That the number of man hours that were sunk into just that process that oh yeah that took uh, section one uh, from one page to yes. fourteen yes was all there was all that it, all of it yes. almost this entirely. one employee with her, right. with her individual unaccountability led to the massive infrastructure that we have as a result which has made the company as a whole she actually uh, at lunch today had made the joke that you know we said uh, the leash right so mm -hmm. for me I know when to let go of the leash um, she said I had a noose <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a leash around her neck. It was a noose. I was like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm like, because I, I wanted to prove that what we had was effective. Mm -hmm. We didn't have it in writing, but we had it in theory and we had it in practice. Mm -hmm. um, but you're exactly right. But <laughs> a the, huge well, part of it. That was up. the thing, though, is like yeah. once it was in writing, yeah. once the reality was set yes. in physical word, yes. it in in then he swung the two by four a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It was like kind of like a flick of a switch because yeah. the mindset sh changed. Yes. It went yes. from a defensive thing to a, yeah, this is going to be a, a difficult process, but I want to grow with it. Yes. I'm, I just want to improve. Yep. And like I came on full time right around that turning point. Yes. Where yeah. it's like, man, What's the problem? Right. <laughs> right. What I miss. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. You were, you were beginning at the end. Yes. Yes. I mean, not to yeah. say that I wasn't a part of the middle yeah, also. Exactly. Yeah. But it's day to day. Day to day. Yeah. It, it's a very different exposure. And yeah. now, so that process and the reason that I bring it up where it's like use what is being, use the toolbox. Yeah. Is a ton of work has gone into this. Yeah. Um, not in just, uh, time budget effort and just you know 
figuring it out with people having interpersonal conflict and then bringing it back yeah. to effective conflict yeah. and then going back into interpersonal and back and forth. Yeah. Back and forth and how many times? Like, we keep saying this too. Like, how many times have we reprinted the ERT? <laughs> you know? A few. Yeah, a few. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and part of that, even, you know, we've talked about how the tier three and our review process was one of the first things we kind of laid out mm -hmm. on paper. Mm -hmm. um, but that's not to say that the process itself hasn't been revised a few times. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it all started just as tier three. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but she's like saying of tier three itself yeah. has yeah. also undergone revision. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And actually, I think one of the big things uh, also is the tam time allocation and usage, mm -hmm. um, right. you know, as far as the more recent addition to that, because, I mean, you can have role effectiveness. But I, I think the time allocation and usage um, is kind of a little bit of a tip of the hat to, you know, people kind of sitting back on their heels. You know, it's like if they got the hours, right? Because for us, that's that's one of our concerns, right? With um, administration, uh, middle management, you know, that kind of thing. Is mm -hmm. it's, we kind of talk about bullshit jobs. Mm -hmm. You know, like our, our whole intent from, uh, you know, with that time allocation and usage, it's the emphasis on efficiency and accuracy. You know, so it's are you getting the job done and how much time is it taking you? And, you know, are those two things appropriate? Um, you know, or is it just like these are my this is my job and these are my hours. So I'm going to slow my performance so that I can, you know, I'll still be just as accurate, but I'm going to I'm going to pull those hours. Mm -hmm. You know, that that horrifies me. You know, I mean, not just as right. a business owner, but that horrifies me from a progress standpoint. Because mm -hmm. if, if we have people that are, are have the ability to become more efficient at a particular process, but choose not to do so because they're trying to protect their own job, that is a sinking ship. Mm -hmm. You know, a stalled ship, maybe not sinking. It's just a stalled ship. You're not, you're not, you're, uh, you know, our, our, our wagons. You are no longer moving west and you're not really building a town. You're just, you know. <laughs> you're just camping. Yeah, yes, just <laughs> camping. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> You know what? I really feel like most things in life can be related back to Oregon Trail video game from the <laughs> 80s. <laughs> like, anyway, keep moving. So, <laughs> I never played that. Okay. You know There's what? There's a card game on that. It's brutal. I own it. Yeah, we own it. Yes. Have you played yes. and or won it? I, no, we no. haven't gotten to the end. Yeah, no, nobody gets <laughs> to the end. Like, you know, that, I mean, we're going to take a huge tangent here about the Oregon Trail video game. But, I mean, for all those who played the Oregon Trail video game back in the day, you never won that one either. Everyone died. <laughs> and then they come out with this new card game where you're like, oh, this is awesome. I loved that game as a kid. Like, I don't think we even made it, like, a tenth of the way through the game. And you just keep on dying. And it's like, I hate this card game. It's just as terrible as the fucking video game. You know? You know, it's like, but I'm going to play again. I'm going to play again, see who gets dysentery. Do they have the old MS-DOS graphics on yes. the cards, yeah. too? Yes. It's like the original yes. game, just in not card form. form. Yes, we'll, nice. we'll, we will bring a copy and play. We're going to have to play it yeah. on here. That's fine. We'll it's, do a game We're play. just going to have to put explicit on the, yes. uh, the yeah. title yeah. because <laughs> it's definitely going to be loaded yeah. with vulgarity. <laughs> Listen, my kids, play, or my kids watch tons of people playing video games. I, there can definitely be a whole <laughs> channel just us playing awesome <laughs> board games, which also, by the way, Fireball Island. Does anyone remember Fireball Island? No, you are dating the hell oh out of yourself. Right Any now. listener who knows about Fireball Island, they came out with a Kickstarter. There's like four different expansions. We own it, by the way. It's in the garage. You may not know we have it, but we do. Um, anyway, details. Okay. Back. We also back. just bought a pill counter today, so whatever. I knew about that. <laughs> yeah, that pill counter is top of the line. Um, so anyway, back to tier three growth plans. <laughs> so I'm at least allowed one tangent uh, in all of this. 
and now that everyone is aware um, that we're going to do a board gaming channel, uh, Ben will have the link in the description. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're starting with Bananagrams. Yeah, remember to just putting that out like there. and subscribe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> click the like. Uh, okay. Uh, all right, so coming back to it. Uh, so again, I think we were just talking about how the growth plan itself has evolved over the years and saying, um, you know, time allocation and usage is kind of a more recent addition. But also, I mean, the role effective and core value alignment, I mean, right. th those, I would say, even more recently, we kind of split those two things out into saying right. we need to have equal emphasis. Because even when we go down to like Michigan State or wherever, we talk about the equal emphasis of culture and core values and then mm -hmm. role effectiveness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you think... Um, uh, maybe I had asked this earlier on, but I mean, and I said this is kind of like individual specific, um, but what do you or have you found that people are faster at improving their core value alignment or their role effectiveness? Like, does it, is it still individual specific or is there kind of a trend within the employees to say, you know, some, like, it seems like everyone gets right. core values the fastest um, mm -hmm. or is, is there something that lags behind the other? Uh, it's a little bit interesting. So um, it's individual specific. But I see people where their roles are slacking, so therefore their core values are slacking. Because amongst the team, it's like, how do I trust this person? Because they're really struggling to do their job. Like, you know, I'm constantly playing catch up and I'm, I'm trying to improve their skill set. So once they improve their skill set, the core values follow right along. But then the flip side is, is if we have an employee that has really understands core values coming into it, but maybe their skill set isn't so great. If they're adhering to those core values, then the team kind of molds to that. And yeah. it's like, oh, well, I can bring, I can teach you these skills because you're so receptive to them. I believe that. Yeah, entirely. And, and in the event that they are receptive to it and the skill set doesn't pick up, mm -hmm. then we find them a place where they can actually thrive. There's an adjustment period in there. Right. Where it's like, well, maybe you do suck at this, and like, I don't really know how to teach you how to do it, or I've shown you all the ways I know how to teach it, and it's just not there. Well, maybe it'll, maybe you will fit better here. Your core value aligned, you've shown an appreciation and a desire to improve. It just might not happen here. It can happen here, whatever, yeah. wherever that might be. Yeah, role A versus role B. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think even in that adjustment, um, maybe not necessarily a change in actual job position, but I think sometimes even kind of a shift of hours, mm -hmm. um, yep. you know, on to either increasing weekend exposure, you know, because we still, I mean, I, again, the foundation of the practice is nice weekends and holidays. I mean, that's mm -hmm. what it has always been. The 24-hour component, if, you know, um, we have people that work more day shifts in the week, your exposure to process is going to be so much different. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, uh, again, as a part of that conversation, um, I'm kind of sh shifting my hours a little bit um, to have more exposure to the daytime crews on Sunday and Monday to say our higher volume teams, uh, you know, and of course even come Monday, which is then a weekday, mm -hmm. is to still m maintain mm -hmm. that process so that everyone is sort of getting kind of that same type of training or that same type of exposure. Because even between, I mean, obviously, I don't think there's a ton of continuity between doctors. No. You know, I mean, we probably have, I, I say this loosely, because I feel like you and I have... Um, a similar outcome, but our process is much different in staff handling. <laughs> so you, the, the you don't have to say that loosely. Yeah. It, very different, guys. <laughs> As a staff person, it's very different. <laughs> yeah, see, but for me, it's all result, right? You know, it's, right. it's to me, it's the same result. So it's kind of like, ah, she just has a preference to give people stress anxiety all the time. Um, <laughs> but 
I think, you know. And but, a compliment here and there. <laughs> right. Just to. We're not going to touch that one, though. No, that was. Fine. We've actually, including Katie, we have had a lot of people talk about how we did was talk trash to Katie last week or about uh, the, the compliment situation. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, you know, again, coming back to saying maybe we put someone somewhere else, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and saying yep. um, it's, you know, we can, we can teach skill. I'm sorry if I see the potential yeah. in everyone yeah. and just have really, really want them oh, to yeah. meet that potential. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, that was um, <laughs> yeah. when we talked about the, this two, was it, I don't know if it was the last episode or the one before, where it's like everyone starts out as a problem child, right? Like Ideally. we don't actually right. know what their performance level is. No. But we only hire people if they're at least of a minimum standard of potential, if yes. not well above it, right? Yeah. Like, just show me you might be able to do this. Yeah. So we all walk into the situation like, well, I want, I, I see you as a star performer at some point, and I'm going to give you 90 days to at least work your way closer to it, and then, you know, or and even more so, right? Just show me advancement right. up in right. performance. Yeah. And then, like, at some point, yeah, like we want everyone to be there. We don't want to see potential go down. It's not impossible. You might realize, like, well, actually, potential was a little bit lower, but their performance is really high, so I'm not going to get rid of them. Like, they're a backbone. Backbones are necessary yep. to every business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you always start high and without actually realizing what performance is because it is a guess. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tier zero can only get you so far. Yeah, you, know, you just kind of got to. Kick them to the wolves. A little I think bit. ours goes further than most other um, businesses. I don't know about clinics in general, but the uh, the idea of a working interview, right? Mm-hmm. Like yes. you're going to come and watch me do this job for eight hours. Yeah, you're not going to touch anything. Yeah, you're going to ask a hundred questions, yeah. and you're just going to see what it is. Hopefully, it's either a night, weekend, or a holiday, right? Yep. Because then you're really going to see what it is. Yeah. And they're specifically scheduled for a night or a weekend <laughs> exactly. so they can experience the, yeah. the busiest time, mm-hmm. the yeah. most stress, stressful time. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that, that exposure to me, like, it's, it's more than just like, all right, well, I like you, so now we're just going to start to onboard you. It's like, no, th- you're going to come see this, and you're going to decide if you want to right. go through onboarding. Because <laughs> right. conceptually, this sounds great. I, Annie's seen it. I'm a right. great hype man in an interview. <laughs> I want everyone to work at PAW because I think it's great. <laughs> but sometimes that needs to be curbed by actually seeing the role. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I guess in, in terms of covering the specific mechanisms within Tier 3 as we can kind of wrap these ideas up, right, we can, we can talk about the three and kind of how they integrate into both our written and our, and our verbals uh, for our specifically scheduled performance reviews throughout the year. So role effectiveness is essentially revolved around, and, and this is uh, for everyone that's oh, listening. Going through the packet. Yep. Yeah. This is a, th- th- what we use is currently extremely new, mm-hmm. like yep. Yep. like weeks new. I mean, we finished the school skills rubric um, a few days uh, ago. Yeah. We can count the hours if we really <laughs> we had really to. We really could, yep. Yeah. Um, but Which the, I, I'm very proud of the skills rubric. I think we've we had it, it for a while, yes. but it was on a mentorship level. Yes. That was different. Yep. So we shifted it, and now it's staff related to, uh, depending on the role, especially like a technician, there's probably, what, like 50 criteria in there of mm-hmm. like, this is how you do it extremely well. Where do you rate as it real, uh, do we still have a one to five on that? Still do. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then what were your four A words? 
Oh, yeah. This that. is your test because you changed my words. <laughs> uh, let's see here. So uh, the first one is going to be um, acknowledge. Mm -hmm. um, so that's going to be more similar to your tier one acknowledgement where it's like just, especially from role effectiveness or core values, the acknowledge is, hey, just respect that these things exist. Mm -hmm. Respect that we have core values. Respect that we have people that um, do this job very, very well and just acknowledge that it's there. Um, the second one is Aspire. Um, so Aspire is going to be a little bit more similar to Tier 2 um, where it's say, hey, in this amount of time, at least try. Try to do this. Um, and then the uh, third one, uh, oh, God, I, um, uh, it wasn't Obtain. No, that's O. Uh, <laughs> uh, attain? Yeah, Attain. Is that what it was? I don't know. Yeah. Why don't you give it up? Uh, because I'm testing you. Oh, my God. I'm putting... I'm. We're doing it live. Yeah. <laughs> right now. <laughs> so, so tier three was essentially uh, having the ability to do it um, and being able to um, perform, obviously, uh, mm -hmm. with, with an eye level. Uh, and then the fourth one, again, relating to tier four... Um, had to do more with uh, teach it, uh, but it was another A one. Oh, you're killing me on this. I know, I know. You because still haven't brought it up no, no, yet. No, no. I'm working on it, <sighs> but I'm doing this to show this is what rapid change looks like, folks. <laughs> Sometimes you have to trip over your own words, right. <laughs> and right. and upset Ben and you changing the words that he's used for the last year and a half. <laughs> no, it's fine. It was good. It was good. But again, coming back to the That's logistics, all right, because we changed the whole tier system and. Yeah. Rio had a little, a little. That's true. You guys did change the tier system on me. I just struggled with it, but it's fine. Uh, but again, coming back to. A okay. Appreciate. Appreciate. Aspire. Aspire. Ability. Ability. And advise. Advise. So appreciate is essentially like see it, know it, you know, not necessarily do it, but like yeah. just re respect it, yes. right? Aspire, show me a desire that you want to do this well. Yeah. Not necessarily that you're doing it well, but right. like just put yourself out there, give right. it a shot, swing right. the bat. Yeah. Uh, ability, how well do you actually have this, the uh, innate tools yep. to do this yep. well? And, and that's then the tier, the growth plan part. Mm -hmm. yep. And then for advice, can you coach somebody else yep. how to do this? Yep. In a tier four, it then comes down to individual advancement or industrial advancement. Mm -hmm. So it's that way then what we do in the in the skills rubric is to say on this, on this particular skill set, um, where are you at least in those tiers? You know, we would want most of our tier two employees to be at that aspire level on all of those skills. Mm -hmm. Tier three, we would like them to be at the ability stage of all of that. But then what it allows us to do is ranking any of those points on a one to five. So if you're in, if you're a tier three employee, <laughs> but you're you're at the point of just aspire and you're uh, not on a one to five, you're on a level two of the aspire on this particular skill. It's like, wow, you haven't even shown that you have any interest in doing this in any capacity. So you're not even performing the job to ability that I can even rate you on your ability because you're not even doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think it gives us not just a five scale, but it's actually a 20 scale, um, <laughs> you know, on that because uh, each of those four pieces have five yeah. ratings to them. But anyway, 
this all comes down to how we track out role effectiveness right. and utilizing the skills rubric within the growth plan. Right. And it's okay to be less effective at some things and more effective at others and saying, hey, I ha- I'm, you know, I'm a tier three employee, but the adverse to that is I'm a tier three employee, but I have a tier four skill set with this particular item where I am at the point where I can actually teach people this skill and I'm a high performer in teaching people this skill. But even in that respect, maybe there's something else I'm really not that great at in that list. Right. So you can have people kind of shift on all sides of that skills rubric. Um, and I think that's when where we basically then saying the skills rubric to role effectiveness, that's where we play off each other's strengths. Mm-hmm. If some people good at teaching this, some people good at teaching that, they're not good at this, they're not good at that. And you basically just start to merge that team together. And you may have some people who just aren't going to be able to learn parts. And I think that's what you said a few moments ago is just saying maybe we can find a different place for you or a different role for you. It's this you know, and saying uh, if someone's really not that good at anesthesia and they're just not going to get that good at anesthesia, but they're fantastic at lab, it's like, oh, we may actually be skewing you more into a position where you have the, you know, microscopes, cytologies, all those different parts. Mm-hmm. And we're going to allow that sort of anesthetic thing to slack because there's someone else on the team who can support you. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think, when we start to talk about role effectiveness and the growth plan, I think that's where we're going to really start to see the puzzle pieces sort of fitting together um, mm-hmm. on the employee level. So yeah, we have the, the actual audit assessment portion yep. within the performance review, but then, uh, and we can kind of go down the list here, but um, to go along with that, we have our growth plan that follows up directly behind mm-hmm. it, right? So our growth plans can be uh, kind of two-sided depending on the person, but typically what it is is, well, here's where you're missing. Here's what we're going to put in front of you to help you do it better. There's also the, this is what you're doing extremely well, and a part of your growth plan is to just continue to do that extremely well because you're actually well above the standard, so yeah. don't come down. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of how those growth plans are, are built. And then uh, in terms of, like, what, what's the, is it resource resources right. that you so have on there? Part of the growth plan is identifying the issue or the area of success. The next part is, like, to-dos to come out of it mm-hmm. because one of the things that we've identified is that people aren't so great at generating their own to-dos. It's like, I know that this is a problem. (laughs) Mm -hmm, I'm really struggling to implement some solutions. So it's like, okay, that's what we're here to help you with. So it's giving them some solutions. And then the follow-up is, who are you going to go to? Yeah. Who are you going to follow up with? Sure. Is this just going to be an individual thing? Do you need to meet with, you know, someone else on the team who's doing really well? Like, Mm -hmm. if you're struggling with anesthesia and you may be exposed to it, Mm -hmm. we got to at least bring you up to, you know, an average. So I'm going to have you, you know, come to the shelter and, you know, work with some, you know, humane society so that you right. can really understand. Higher volume in that mm-hmm. one skill mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that, that I think, again, is when we start to talk about these growth plans, it's exactly what we talked about with our culture and core values section is saying just get them to the reality. Like, we just want people mm-hmm. in the reality because we can provide solutions. Mm-hmm. We can help implement those solutions. They don't have to come up with it on their own. Um, it, but, yeah. yeah. Well, and that transitions you straight to the second part of the – of the tier three um, performance reviews, core value alignment. So you've got the role side, right? That's the, what are you doing with your hands? Right. Basically. (laughs) (laughs) And core value is uh, more of your mouth. (laughs) Yeah. I wasn't going to say it, but yes, (laughs) Uh, it's, it is the more intangible. It's, it's what's your attitude, what's your mindset. It's, it's, are you serving the patient in the way that, you know, is expected by PAW? Um, Similar process, right? It's, It's, so you've got your aspire, Nope, I don't have it. Uh, I don't have it on memory. Yeah. I'm going to get there. Aspires to. Asp- uh, appreciate, aspire, ability, and advise, right? So that still works for core values. Do you show a respect for it? Do you show a desire to do it? 
do you have the innate ability that's going to run pretty directly hand in hand with the tricore stuff? Absolutely. Um, yeah. Like, do you have a major barrier essentially yes. to fulfilling this? Yeah. Um, and then are you able to coach people uh, for this one that that's especially on a staff level going to be on a day to day basis, right? Yeah. That's the, are you, are you going to be the person that as they walk into the treatment area upset, are you going to be the one that says serve the patient, educate the caregiver? Right. Um, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, which I mean, even in, uh, you know, I mean, it, having that moment where we had um uh with one of our employees where we kind of had a group that was kind of disparaging her at least in some capacity to then have our doctor come out and be like guys this ain't right you know and if you have a problem you to bring it up with administration you know it's like and it was like huge thumbs up you know yeah. to say that's mm -hmm. fantastic that you did that it's a difficult conversation it's super awkward you know and uh, uh but in the, at the end of the day who's going to do that you know mm -hmm. it's you know, who's going to turn off a, a faucet of running water? It's the same thing. Who's going to pick up the trash on the side of the road? You know, I mean, it's all these it's things. It's a little bit more difficult than turning the faucet off. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that some it is. Some days that is. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think it is for some people, you know, yeah. but for, like I think once you get to a point where you've had enough, enough difficult conversations and those difficult conversations ended with positivity, yeah. it makes it's, it's, that, it's that same hook to then go say, okay, well, when I see it again, I want to do it again because that felt really good because I took these unaccountable people and I made them more accountable, yeah. you know, and the ones who were unaccountable, I actually helped get them fired, you know, because they, they shouldn't have been here. It made everyone else's life easier. Yes. They may right. have had to work a little bit longer. Right. <laughs> right. But less stressful hours. Right. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's easier. In terms of those two items, though, Annie, uh, in, in, like the way that your performance reviews operate, like they pretty much just run hand in hand and simultaneously. Mm -hmm. You don't really segment the two. We just put a focus on them both, right? Right, yeah. I mean, we have them listed out with, you know, as individual requirements. So the skills rubric and the core values are all listed out. Um, what we find is they start to overlap. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's like... Um, when we start to run through them, it's like, oh, we actually address this in core values in the skills rubric or in the skills rubric. We actually identified this one in the core values already. Mm -hmm. um, so they do run side by side. So like uh, one of the things that's on the doctor one, uh, I believe would be just uh, communication among the team, right? Yeah. Like being the director. Sure. Yeah. So if we take one of our uh, newer uh, staff people, right? Like that's one of his things that's in his growth plan is actually improving communication. Right. So mechanically, it's a part of your job as a doctor to communicate with your staff what's going on. So we have a very mechanical thing of this is what you're supposed to do. Well, then it's the, que the question of why is this happening? Is because what we're seeing is a lapse within core value because trust is being impacted when communication is not happening. Well, mm -hmm. how can why is that happening? Well, it's this 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 indicator right here, which is just the um, ability the ability part of trust uh, on your tricor, right? You can yeah. you kind of just boil it down. It's like okay, well, you're root causing essentially, yeah. and now it's like cool. Instead of having well, just go communicate better, just go talk more. Oh no, we're actually going to put a legitimate resource in front of you and we're going to start to figure out how to combat the root cause of this problem so a bunch of the other stuff becomes at a minimum way easier if not remedying itself. So, it's I mean, I've never been through a peer review process, but that's real like the end of the road in a peer review process is going to be, well, these people said these bad things about you, so please don't do those things. Yeah. Pretty much. Yep. Yeah. That's Yep. That's it. There's no, I mean, you, if you have a really phenomenal and just like, just hardcore in it manager, you might get layer two, 
But it's so hard to get beyond that because there's no opportunity to really root cause into yeah. anything. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think honestly, again, it, it just comes back to the destruction of culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, yeah. you know, I mean, cause it's not like that type of a system really improves unity. You know, I mean, <laughs> no, <laughs> you know? not unless everyone's shitting on the same person yeah. in the same way. Because then it's just a common enemy. Right, right. <laughs> Not effective. Right. You're really rolling the dice. Yeah. Don't play craps with your culture. No. But it's possible. <laughs> no. no. It's like double no. sixes. Yep. If, you, if you're betting on it, you're probably going to lose a lot. But that one time you hit, <laughs> right. woo, yeah. it's going to feel great. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, we're just yeah, we're being good. very we're tangential good. today. Yes. Uh, so those two things kind of run hand in hand. And then, uh, in terms of the way that your conversations go, um, how do you integrate time allocation and usage into those conversations? So this is the newest one that we just implemented. Yep. So it was pretty easy or it has been easy for our staff that's in the clinic cause they're just on a schedule. True. Like they just have their rotational yeah. schedule. Mm-hmm. So for them it's while I'm here, I work and I don't have to try to, you know, figure out how I'm doing, but theirs comes back to role effectiveness. Like while you're here, are you being effective in your role? Right. When it comes to the new... I can see where, yeah, there's there's a ton of overlap there for shift employees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Versus our off-shift employees, yeah. um, where they're doing other things outside of the clinic or bouncing in and out, uh, we have a new assessment tool, the weekly 515s, where each week they'll be putting together a report for their direct supervisor that says, what am I going to work on this week? What do I anticipate is going to be a challenge? Mm-hmm. Um, and who am I going to talk to to get through some of these things? So it really helps them outline what they're going to work on. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the feedback goes the other way where it's like, actually, we have this higher priority thing that I need you to work on. Yeah. So I'm going to actually shift your schedule. I'm going to make yeah. you, you know, let's do this task first and let's see if we get to this other one. Yeah, because that'll help too with us, uh, at least from a leadership standpoint, having sort of the different hats that we wear. You know, mm-hmm. if we have someone who's doing design or you know, whatever it happens to be, and it's like, all right, well, we know that we have these 15 other projects that we have eyes on that this one person does not have eyes on, they're gonna <coughs> have a hard time prioritizing their task because they're all they're gonna see is this one bit, mm-hmm. but right. it gives us that metric to say, no, 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 we have all of this, we need you to, like you said, focus your attention, um, because again, it's kind of the, the bigger picture type stuff, so we're not locked into you know, the day-to-day, at least exclusively. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's tools to go with all of those, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we've obviously, we've hammered core values a lot. Um, yes. The time allocation thing is so new, right? Like, we're I, I, at some point in the very near future, we're going to cover the 515s. Um, yep. Sure. Uh, and then role effectiveness, the skills rubric, uh, we're going to have linked Yes, we can. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Carlo. Hint. Yeah. Hint. Yes. Hint, as it is yeah. currently not. Yeah. Um, yeah, I get but, uploaded. But really, it's, it's, um, there's tangible tools for all, all three of these items. Um, and it's just like, all right, just fill it out. Sort of. <laughs> I mean, you ha- and, then, and then you pair it with really good conversations, going back to kind of where the whole conversation started of like, do we have disagreements on what you're doing, mm-hmm. how you're doing it, and when you're doing it, right? Yeah. Uh, you 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 uh, removed the opportunity for interpersonal conflict almost entirely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think it's pretty cool myself. Yeah, no, I th- yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. This was one of the uh, big uh, factors in my decision making process to want to come be a part of High this five. team, right? Because well, and before we go too far, it's like I've seen, oh gosh. 
I can think of five that I was like in the middle of performance review processes. Um, one was straight peer review where it was like two people every month because they had 24 employees. So they, they all got done on the 30th, including February. <laughs> <laughs> and never worked. Never, ever, ever worked. That sounds terrible to just be in that constant yeah. cycle. Yeah. Wow. So, so, so there was like two people that would say like one nice thing. And that was all they ever said about like everyone. Everybody. It was right. like the same thing, like yeah. good person. Yeah. But then there was the two people that also contributed that just like shit on everybody. Yeah. Um, so highly ineffective. And like, not that I was thinking about being a part of that experience. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I don't want that. Yeah. Right. And then uh, another one that I can think of offhand was an individual who had uh, uh, zero exposure um, to the staff that they were providing feedback f uh, for sure. um, and actually never really like obtained information. It was just like, well, this is what I think is going on. What? Mm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is a very real thing. Um, and would, would execute all the performance reviews for a hundred people. What? Yeah. Like Sounds zero different. exposure to their <laughs> actual work life in like, was just taking in the minor bit of feedback that they were getting from uh, shift managers once every couple weeks at best. Mm -hmm. That was the whole thing. The whole thing. So what the, the, the project was, though, was to, cr to cr they their original request was for to create a form that was so inclusive that these managers, because they didn't want to change their process, would actually uh, execute effective performance reviews, even though the process was busted. Sure. Yes. Sure. This is a very real thing. <laughs> and I'm telling you, if you're listening to this and you're like, that sounds like mine, stop. <laughs> yes. Stop now. Yeah. If you're doing either of those things, because it's just not effective. No. Um, tell no. it, because this, this whole process is tell people what you expect of them, no. how, how efficient you need it to be, and then teach them how to do it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So. No, entirely. And I think, again, for me, it, it all comes back. You know, we keep, keep making the joke about the toolbox. Like it's just a tool. Like all, the, and that's why I said we've had this all from the very beginning. It's just finally in writing. But the foundation of culture and core values. This is just a way in which you create a metric on it. Yes. You know, role effectiveness. This is just a way in which you create a metric on it. But it's like it's there in the clinic as a very real, tangible thing. Mm -hmm. And that was actually again part of the conversation I had with uh, one of our vets today. Is it's like you should be able to get to a point where you don't actually require a growth plan, that mm -hmm. you don't actually require all the skills rubric, all these different mm -hmm. tools. Now, I'm not saying you can't utilize the skills rubric as individual assessment. Yes, please do. But you should get to that point where not only do you have the mindset of long-term interest and long-term goals, but you've been coached and you've been taught into the mindset that you can function in day-to-day -day accountability to achieve your long-term goals with this type of a system. Mm -hmm. So for us as administration, like, I, I think, again, for me, it had always been there as sort of like the, the sort of like nice cozy part of our clinic where it's like, hey, let's all work together, learn together and make everyone better. Not everyone fit into that. But again, that was the mindset. It's just uh, the, with the written word here, you know, mm -hmm. it's like you don't want to get lost in the details. You want to come back to just saying, no, it's see it and do it and teach it and make us all better. This is just the structure by which we're going to achieve that. Mm hmm. 
I've told Annie on a few occasions, and it's probably come up in conversation otherwise too, but um, for a long time, my, my favorite way of thinking about performance reviews is if you can't do it on a blank piece of paper, are you really doing it all that well? And I, you and I had talked about that not <laughs> yeah. that long ago, right? And with kind of the way that this is built, the cool part about it is you probably could. You probably could just go in with a blank piece of paper because conceptually it's built, it's constructed, you know it well, and everything functions well, right? But having structure allows other people to feed into the process just as well. Yeah. So that was the thing that was missing uh, yeah. you know, in, the, in the, that long growth plan process, right? Was just give me the physical structure because you might have it up here and you've probably experienced this more than any of us put together yeah. where it's like you have it up top, yeah. but it's you people aren't realizing it uh, yes. when you're trying to direct them on it. Yes. I think the, the way that you had worded it was just, just, or what was the, when it was the strategy thing, right. the first strategy meeting, <laughs> one that? of the first ones was like, well, <laughs> what do we do first? All of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. What are we going to do? <laughs> Fix it. <laughs> And that doesn't work yeah. for most people. So yeah. having something like this. And then he was like, why not? <laughs> right. Oh, there I was, don't know. There was a time. Big, yeah. There was an argument with him. on. Yeah. That was then what led into me having to leave the room. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my answer was just, we're doing all of it at once. It's like, that's not attainable. I'm like, it can be. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of hours yeah. in the day. <laughs> right. I don't need sleep. <laughs> right. See, I was just, I was just five years ahead. I just knew being here now and having all of us do this. That's what I meant. <laughs> I should have known that. It we're, was implied. We're here. I had, I had the vision. I, this is what I thought in oh the very beginning. God. So, all right. Um, sure. I, I think in terms of the staff side of tier three, um, it's pretty much, we've, I think we've covered all of our bases. Did yeah. we miss anything? Yeah. I mean, you're the one that does all of this. Nah, I think, you know, bringing it back to the team, like they've been fantastic in, you know, moving through all the processes and changes that we've had within the growth system, mm -hmm. specifically within tier three, when we started talking about performance reviews and they're going to be twice a year and, you know, we're cutting out peer reviews. We're only talking about you specifically in your performance. Now we're adding in the skills rubric. It's just been nice to have the team that we have that's receptive to all that information. Yeah. Where they're yeah. actually now like thankful for the tools that we have where it's like, oh, this is so much clearer. Yeah. So now it's like giving them all the clarity so that they can just move forward with it. Yeah. Yeah. Go go team. Go right. I love team. it. Go us. <laughs> all those hours. Yeah. Right. Hours yeah. and hours and hours worth yeah. it. Yeah. Absolutely. Just for the one Katie compliment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yes. Yeah. Bringing it back. Yeah. <laughs> All so, right, guys. I think we'll end there yes. today. Thank so. y'all for tuning in. Uh, we'll cover we'll cover five fifteens next week. You can teach sure. me about it because I still have no idea what it is. Yeah. but we're gonna learn. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I hope we can string it out to a whole hour. But oh, that's, you know. that's not hard to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry, we'll see guys. Yeah, see you guys next yeah, week. See you next week. <laughs>